You are listening to a FootyCast podcast. Make sure to follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and many other streaming applications. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the FootyCast podcast. How are you two doing? Good, thanks. Good, thank you. Um, I am Toby Pullen. I'm joined by... Jacob Pullen. And Greg. And um, we are going to be chatting some football news and looking at some results. So let's uh, kick straight off with the Premier League results. So the first game of the weekend was Bournemouth-Liverpool with a Philip billing goal and a Mo Salah penalty miss. What was your opinions on that? Yeah, I was actually watching the game and I was actually commentating the game. I think the it was I think Bournemouth will be really, really happy with the result. I think they would have taken a draw even if the penalty went in the back of the net but um with a doubt that they could have won it. Um but they'll definitely take three points a hundred percent and you can see all the players were delighted after the game. Mm, I was very surprised. I thought after Liverpool's big win the week before, that they would go on and get another win against Bournemouth. But um very surprised Salah missed the penalty as well. Yeah, you normally rely on him uh, to put a penalty away, and so did the commentator. So um, I yeah. can't remember what source it was, but um, there was a commentator that said, no problem before, the, before Mo Salah had even yeah. taken the penalty. Mm, that reminds and me of um, uh, Kevin Keegan commentating on David Batty taking a penalty for England. Mm. When he was put on the spot, will he score? Yes, he will. He no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, the second game, um, part of the three o'clock kickoffs, was Everton got a vital win um, very, at very home against Brentford uh, against a good side as well. And they scored in the first minute, and they did well to hang on for the rest of the game. Is that Dutch ball? Could be, could be. Yeah, resilience. Mm. Good win, great win for them. They need it. Will they stay up? Who knows. I do you think you'll stay up? Jacob? I think yeah, I think they will stay up. Stay up. I think uh, Sean Dyche is just such a good manager in terms of, in terms of taking uh, keeping teams in the Premier League, um, and I think I think he will try. He will um, do, uh, keep them up, mm-hmm. and I think the players uh, will keep um, putting in good performances like that. It's better, and they've beat uh, Arsenal recently as well. Yeah, um, which will get them their hopes up as well. I think the performances aren't so good, but they're like tough and resilient yeah. and solid. It's it's pro- it's like a loss, then a win, then a loss, then a win, then a draw, and I think that's that's all you have to do to stay up. I think. Um, also, down at the bottom of the table uh, at Ellen Road, uh, Leeds United managed to get a two-two draw against another t- side doing well this season, uh, Brighton. Um, Brighton did get the first goal in that game and Leeds did well to come back uh, from behind twice and it ended 2-2. Do you think Leeds will stay up this season? Similar to Everton's situation. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one because I think they're, they're, I think they might, but uh, it's quite a hard one. I think that's a decent result looking at um, Brighton's form, but uh, especially coming, they, ha- they weren't ahead in that whole game. Um and um, Bamford got his uh, first goal in a long while, so he might be back on form. He looked quite well. good in that game. Yeah, he could have got two quite early. I think mm. I'd quite like Leeds to stay up. Yeah. I like Leeds in the yeah. Premier League. I'm not saying I like Leeds, but I like Leeds yeah. in the yeah. Premier League. Um, and they will probably see that as, on pattern of play and the way the goals went in, a a point gained, even though they were at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, good point for them. Especially against a 
flying team like uh, Brighton. Um, elsewhere, Chelsea um, run three one away from home. That's a vital win for Graham Potter's side. And um, there was a red card in that match. About phase, picked one up late in the game. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, good win for Graham Potter. Can that boost two wins in a row? And are they gonna project their season upwards now? Possibly. Obviously, good win in the um, Champions, Champions League. League, and yeah, momentum, confidence could be the turning point. Who knows? Um, obviously, from a personal point of view, we would like them to falter still a little bit more, just so we've got a bit of breathing space. But that's um, yeah. yeah. I uh, think they might be um, quite far off the Champions League spot, and also if you think about it, they've been lacking goals mm, this whole yeah. season, really, and especially this year. I think that 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 game in that game, I think they scored more goals than they have scored the. The whole um, this whole this whole, whole year, year calendar year yeah it might be equal if you count the Champions League games three goals away from home um, Havertz got a go in that one um, Nottingham Fo- uh, Nottingham Forest went to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and lost three one uh, Tottenham keeping their top four chances going Harry Kane with the brace what are your opinions boys. Um, I think if you think of the, if you look at the game, the game could have been two two, because if you look back at the, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a good result from Tottenham, but like if you look back at the result, um, I think Warrell he did a terrible challenge, which was a penalty, but he didn't have to do it, mm. and if he hadn't done that, then the penalty wouldn't have happened. Mm. Harry Kane wouldn't have scored. It's two. It's two one to to Tottenham then, and then and then they uh, are you missed a penalty. Yeah, he did. On. Yeah, so that could have been the equaliser. Yeah, it could have been a much tighter game if Forrest were clinical. I've not actually seen any highlights from this because um, something happened to match the day. and um, <laughs> uh, Plus, I was out. But, um, yeah, I think Spurs would be looking at wanting to win that game. Um, it's a tough one for Forrest. Good win for Spurs. Yeah, good win for Spurs. Um, Man City uh, continued their chase for the title. Um Harland with another goal. He's is he back to his scoring ways? Um, he's Harland, so I don't think I don't think you can un- uh, underestimate him. I think he's got, always going to keep scoring for as uh, as long as he stays in the Premier League. And um, I think I think Crystal Palace won't be too hard on themselves. I mean, they're uh, Man City are prob- one of the best teams in the world. And um, if not the best team in the world, um, and uh, they'll be happy to to only concede one because they I think they played quite well. They played well, um, considering in keeping Man City away from putting it in the back of the net. Do you have anything to say? Uh, no, good win for them. They're, yeah, you know they're a good side. They need to be winning those games to stay in touch with Arsenal to keep the title race alive, really. And can they do it? Can they catch them? Arsenal are firing. You know, they're absolutely flying, so who knows? But you don't want it to just peter out into a non-event towards the last few games of the season. Mm. So, uh, weirdly, you kind of want Man City to win these games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Arsenal, they did. They went to Craven Cottage and won 3-0. And Leandro Trossard 
assisting every goal for Arsenal. Um, do you rate him? So I hear. Um, I, yeah, I rated him at, at Brighton. I thought mm. he was a good player. Um, he possibly needed a lot of chances and and to have a lot of sort of um, game, passages in the game where he affects the game uh, with not always a high outcome. But I think that was always going to suit him going to maybe, let's say, a better, bigger club, but a team that's probably got more of the ball and more... Uh, more of the ball hype the pitch so we'll see I think time will tell he could be one of the signings of the season mm, yeah possibly. yeah and and he was so cheap as well I think he was like uh, about 25 million something really cheap and 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 when he left Brighton people were like wondering oh Brighton might might flop yeah but then but then when when you think about it a bit when Graham Potter left they thought oh Brighton are going to flop, but they they did better. They keep going, and and I think when Leandro Trossard left, then it left Matoma to come in, and he's done better. Yeah, so that that's how good Brighton are run. Um, another game on that day, uh, West Ham drew one all with Aston Villa. Um, Ollie Watkins with the goal for Aston Villa, and Ben Rama with the penalty for West Ham. Well. West Ham managed to stay up. I think they're too big to go down, aren't they? Surely. I've heard that said before many a time, too big to go down. Uh, I don't think it's a statement that you can do anymore, especially with the quality you've got in the Premier League. Uh, you'd be talking about clubs are too big to go down. They've spent some money so they can't go down. There's so many good quality players in the Premier League now. Any team can go down. Any squad can go down. We've seen it before. So, no, they can go down. And... I think they, if they carry on before. getting results like that, they they might go down. I don't see where their performances yeah, yeah, are coming I think, from. I think that's a relegation like game. Like you look at it, and you go like, oh, that oh. is a winnable game for West Ham with the quality they've got in the but, team. But when, when you think about yeah, game. with the quality, but when you look at where they are in the league, it's not that bad, and it's moved them out of the relegation zone. So I think it's all right for them. They need to defend better. Mm. I mean, Watkins is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Um, Especially this season. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good, he's a good goal scorer. I, I rate him highly. But um, West Ham, with with what they've got in midfield and potentially up front, they need to be, they need to be doing better. Mm. Um, uh, also, in on Sunday at the two o'clock kickoff, uh, Manchester United nil, Southampton nil. Casemiro got a red card in that one. Have you seen the red card? I have. I've seen the red card. I've seen. Well, I've seen stills of it. So Do you I've think not, it's harsh? Um, I've. I it's too dangerous. So. so there's two points of looking at this, um, brief, if we talk about it briefly. I get the fact that he's come in and won the ball and then his foot's hit the top of the ball and rolled over the ball and that's what's caused him to you know, come in high and, it, and it make contact high up the leg. And it always looks worse when you slow it down. But I think the fact that he came in with both feet off the floor, yeah, you know, not yeah. necessarily two feet, not necessarily straight leg, no intent, he was trying to win the ball, it's dangerous. And... The outcome of his leg bouncing off the ball and making contact where it did, I don't think you can argue that that's not a red yeah, card. Yeah, and and it was and they can't just not give a red card because then people think, oh, well that well because it's dangerous, it's you, too dangerous. You can't tackle like that. Yeah, anymore, and then it, people can just think, oh, you can just tackle like that. Yeah, exactly. Why is it unfortunate? <laughs> Everybody used to love a sliding tackle, but you can't. It's the safety. It's the safety of the player. I mean, you yeah. don't want to see people breaking their legs. So, and we know the rules. Yeah. Everybody knows the rules. And, and Alcaraz, he had his red. foot planted, so it could have yeah. broken like any part of his yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah. And also good for the team. I'm about to talk about Newcastle United. Come on, team, get a win over Wolves. And 
um, initially went ahead due to an Isaac header, but Trippier slipped in the box and... Kieran Slippier. Had us all worrying for a second there, giving um, Wang Hee Chang the open net scoring. But luckily, the substitute, Miguel Almiron, who'd been left out, uh, came on and got a lucky deflection, which ended up in the net. It was quite hefty, that one. Um, Opinions? Well, I think near the end of the game, um, from from half-time, I think it was due to tactics that... um, lighten up the second half because um first of all um wolves they brought on um huang and he came on and um and then uh, he scored so i think that's a good thing but then but then um uh, wolves they went to a back five i think that's what ruined yeah, and them. i think and then they gave armor Meggy armor on who just came, who who was a good substitution to bring on which was a good tactic from eddie howe and then it gave St. Maximin and, and Almiron to too much space to work mm. with it. And then especially with players like them, St. Max has just got um, lightning pace. And then um, Almiron has um, is has been on brilliant scoring form. I would say this season, not recently, but this season. And he, yeah, he and you can't give players like that too much space on the width. And and then Almiron punished them. I know there was a hefty deflection, but. Um, well, I was at the game and um, I thought he'd just put it straight in the net. Yeah, it did look like that it, on TV. It looked like well. it. And, um, he normally does from that kind of, when he's running in from that angle, he can find the, the, um, the far post or the net from there. But yeah, it was a, it, I suppose the first shot was on target, but a hefty deflection. A bit of luck, a bit of luck in that. And then uh, a bit of luck in Nick Pope. Mm. Could he have seen red? Yeah, he could have I done. Think, I looking, think he, but uh, soft. I think, I think like Jimenez has made it more than it was I think he's already falling over I think could he have stayed on his feet and just put the ball in an empty net <laughs> should have done probably really. yeah I mean that's the answer to that isn't it are you trying to score a goal or mm. are you trying to get they the might, goalkeeper sent off like it was contact might. and enough to for it to be a foul mm. but I think if you throw yourself on the floor like that then you don't do yourself he any favours he didn't seem like he was complaining afterwards um, yeah he looked like he was like oh like I think he already thought I'd chuck myself on the floor so I don't I don't know about I don't know yeah. One thing, talking about the right-hand side, Amaron obviously scored. Um, uh, I put a comment on an article on The Athletic, which was talking about how at Newcastle's attacks are quite wonky due to like Dan Burn making it a bit unbalanced and how the right-hand side is quite balanced. Is quite, I said that the right-hand side is quite predictable now, where Almiron plays it inside to Bruno or Trippier and it's a chipped... Longstaff long sometimes. Yeah, Longstaff. Anyone, really. And it's a chip ball over to the top and Almiron's in behind. And that's how he scored most of his goals in that yeah, period like of form. That beautiful Fulham goal mm. he scored. That that was uh, from that little chip over the top. Uh, um, much much needed win for Newcastle yeah. to get back on track. Only been picking up points from draws. So, yeah, three points. And they've been looking at getting that at home. So, um, yeah, great header from Isaac. Um, yeah, that was the last game of the weekend. There are still games to be played um, on Wednesday. Um, they are counted as a double game week on FPL. So, uh, uh, Southampton uh, against Brentford and Brighton against Palace. Who do you see coming on top out of Southampton and Brentford? I think... Uh, it's got to be Brentford. I mean, Southampton at home. Uh, mm. uh, I could see a point in this one. I think Brentford, I think they've drawn... Uh, 
as many games as Newcastle, I think. I think they've both drawn 11. I think they're joint top. And Brentford, they've just been drawing and drawing. And I think I think they wouldn't mind a draw, but they would want to win. I, I mean, Southampton would take a draw. So I'd, I'd, I don't know what we can see. Brentford will win this. Tony is on fire. Mm, he is. He's got a point. He's got the bit between his teeth. He's got a point to prove because he's in trouble. He's been a naughty boy, mm, and yeah. something's going to come of, come of that. Is he going to have a short? I think it's. I think. I think. I don't know. I don't think the date's been like how long has it been announced, but I think it's going to be like might be like the longest in history in terms of like betting. I think it might be possibly. Possibly. Uh, and the second game on Wednesday, Brighton and Palace. Do you think Palace can go away and get a result? Tough one to call. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd have a, I'd, I'd put, back Brighton. I'd, I'd, yeah, I think a draw for me. It's yeah. a rivalry, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is this the, uh, the toilet shit. derby or something? Yeah, something, something like that. Derby? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah, strange one. Mm. Yeah, last time in this fixture, I think it was like a bit ago when I think there was like an Estia Pinian who um, got like a offside goal then it wasn't offside. They drew the line wrong. Um, I think that was against Christopher. I'm, I can't remember. Drawing lines, that. man. Mm. It needs yeah. to stop. Um, a different competition now Champions League. Um, at the time of recording, the games are upcoming. Uh, Man minutes, City actually. and RB Leipzig. It's 1 all on aggregate so far. And it's 10 minutes until the second game. Who do you think is. Uh, Man City will win this. They'll yeah. go through. Um, yeah. Especially at home. I think they will, yeah. yeah. But RB Leipzig, they could pull something off, but I think Man City mm. have got this one in uh, the bag. The other game, uh, FC Porto and Inter Milan. Um, Inter have the one-goal lead going into the second leg. This is a difficult one to predict. Um, yeah. Is that, uh, is that two teams that Jose Mourinho has won the Champions League with there? Bit of a match-up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who do you think will win? It's it's really tough to call, I've, especially I, not watching a lot of Italian and Portuguese football. I've, I've, Go on. Okay, I've I've looked at this game. And I thought, I mean, I think Porto might get a win at home, but I don't think they'll win and go through. I think they'll they'll win. Um, uh, I think they'll win one nil. Um, especially at ninety minutes, they'll be one nil up, and they might lose at um. At added time or on penalties, because I think, I think, if it's going to be added time, I feel that Lukaku, don't know, just do, feel mm-hmm. Lukaku, or penalties, don't know about penalties. Mm. Good save, maybe a brilliant save. Um, yeah, defined by small moments in the match. Yeah, yeah. I think the team that fir- uh, scores the first goal in this game yeah. goes on to win. The, I think win both the teams are really yeah, like solid defensively and can stop yeah. the other team from scoring. I mean, unless Porto score, they need to go and score another if they want to. I win think they it. will. They'll have the momentum. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they'll have. I just think that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the main topics of the podcast now. Um, I saw a few bits online about talking about is Haaland the right fit for Man City, and are Man City better without Haaland? He, he can't say he's better. <laughs> he, he can't say they're better without him. Surely. Well, I think. It's Harland isn't the isn't the striker that Pep would want. But they've scored so you, many. I know, I know, I know. But are you suggesting he doesn't have a say in who? I've, no, he that? does. But I think 
it's impossible. To, Harlan's impossible to turn down. That's why he, he didn't. Well, I think I've seen this article. I think it's about like how Pep plays. Like I think it's his false nine. I did, I read an article. Yeah, well, he was say uh, in an interview. Pep said that he wants Harlan to basically improve and improve in other parts of the pitch because he doesn't really act, contribute. And if he's not scoring and Man City aren't getting the ball in in that area where he's going to finish. What what's the point of him being there? Possibly, but then when you've got a player like Haaland that scores the kind of goals that he scores, that nobody else really is doing that kind of thing. Is it yeah, is it to true. work? You need to work around him and, and play around him and maybe change the way you play, the personnel you bring in. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you can't. I'm not saying he's a bad player here. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I think. But then you're changing the. Original Pep Guardiola things, yeah, the original tactics. Yeah. Every if a, a manager needs Messy. to, they need to be, they need to change the way. They need to be able to adapt and. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they, he would he have got. He has anyway. I think because he scored so many goals, it seems like he has tried. He has adapted. Yeah. He has adapted. Pep's adapted his ways. Yeah, he's to got so much better. And then, and then, as he knows that Harlan can learn to do the false nine that he wants him to do, then he can like slowly move him. I don't think he'll go all the way back into the false nine. This is but he can move back a mm. bit. Cause I know Pep's the best manager in the world. Um Ooh. what what well actually you know. at the moment. You know. Probably. Have you, at, at the, the moment? moment does he do you, have you does he get an award for this? <laughs> no, have you got him a trophy? No. You should. He's he's he, one he, of the best ever. No he is. So I know, I agree. Can just, can he evolve Harlan to yeah. If he does evolve Haaland so much, will he keep the goal-scoring aspect and be able to... This is my point. Don't yeah. evolve Haaland. Haaland. Haaland is what Haaland is, OK? I think you can maybe improve him slight margins, but I don't think you're going to change the way he plays. He already has, though. That's the thing. So if he pushes Massively. it too far... I don't know. It's if... difficult to say. He, he was playing in a different league. Mm. He came in and he was absolutely smashing it. Why would you change that? Mm. Apart from the fact that now he wasn't so much smashing it. Mm. And is that is that Man City or is that... That Arsenal are having a great season and are just beating them in the league at the moment. Would we be having this conversation if Man City were top and Arsenal had been a bit probably average? not to be honest. Exactly. Maybe not. And the thing is, the thing is about uh, Man City. People are saying they're doing bad. That they they're doing the same as they've done really every season. But Arsenal are just doing better. Well then, well they got beaten uh, by Man City. Yeah. They got beaten three one, but I think Arsenal are just getting better results. I, I feel like they're not, but they are. I, don't know. I feel like the league should be the other way. Like, I think they should be first. The reason why, second, I don't know. in my opinion, the reason why Arsenal are winning this title so far is that they want it more. The players who have played for Arsenal, they don't win titles. Whereas the players at Man City, a lot of them, they've already won three Premier League titles. Whereas Arsenal players, they're just, they're, they want ev- ev- they're risking everything yeah, for I it. Yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah, yeah. And when you... To be fair, when obviously that's different with Harlem because he hasn't won the Premier League yet. But yeah, yeah, but he's won the Bundesliga, surely. Yeah, I must have done. I don't think so. But you know, one of the arguments that I hear sometimes is that about the Arsenal thing, Man City would be first if they didn't have Harland, if they still had a false nine, if they still had a player who no. would drop in a link up. No. Yeah, who knows. You um, can't really say that. I mean, because Liverpool would have won the league that time if Man City hadn't been so good. Mm. 
well, it's quite similar to Newcastle's situation. Yeah, a little no, bit. No. Wilson's really straightforward. He is, and Isaac can drop deep yeah, and we'll, we'll, like, Wilson, create play. Wilson's like like Harlan, but he just doesn't have the same finishing as Harlan. And not quite as much in the same positioning. But um and then Isaac's more like some sort of um Gabriel Jesus or like Aguero in not not at the moment, I'm not saying they're like them at the moment, I'm saying like they were at Man City. So yeah, he's kind of like a Man City style of player who'd fit their team. But I don't but I want him to stay at Newcastle, so. Um this is a possibly a short topic if we don't really know much about it. Um, the Man United takeover. What are your opinions on it? And because it might, you might be a little bit biased due to the takeovers that have already happened. Um, does the Premier League need more investments this big? Um, I think there might have been too much. I think, I think, I mean, I don't mind it if it happens, but. I don't want there to be too much. It might ruin the league and ruin, might make everyone good, and then, then it's just crazy. It just goes all crazy, and and then they might have to stop people owning clubs and stuff like that. It might just go crazy. Mm. I, I don't mind so much if if it just mm. means that you're getting I hate calling. I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna call it a product. Uh, um, if you're getting the best football with the best players with the best intent, um, I, I don't really mind so much where the money comes from. Um, what I would be more concerned about would, in terms of more sort of American owners, when you know they're kind of the way they have their leagues in their countries, where it's just a set league and these teams are in it and they stay in it and they can't get relegated. I'd be more concerned about sort of American owners coming in or staying in and um, wanting to take the league down that route. Um, you know, like the European Super League that had come up, um, and then what's come out today with the uh, World Club. Cup thingamajig thingy that's going on every four years. We'll talk about that another time. But um, um, I think at least maybe the Middle East money is just invest and see where it goes without wanting to tinker and be involved with how the structure of football is set up Mm. and has been, the pyramid of football has been for the last, well, since it started. Yeah. Um, I'm happier with that. Somebody's going to buy a football club. Yeah. If you're going to buy a Manchester United, what, six billion? Eight billion, is it? Something I think like so. Well, the thing is about Man United, it's going to cost so much for them to buy it out mm. off the bat because because of the revenue it gains around the world. It's so, like, there's so much of it. So much, fa- so many fans around the world, so many people who buy the kits around the world, so much, like, merchandise and, like... But there's, there'll still be constrained by financial fair play. Mm. So everybody's on the same playing field in terms of what what they can spend mm-hmm. so um yeah if they come in and build them an amazing stadium and up, upgrade the training ground and do everything that the fans probably want and then still buy the players they've been buying world-class players for i know yeah that's money anyway so that doesn't make that's why difference. i don't really like it because they're buying anthony for 80 million pounds recently and Obviously, don't get me wrong, he's not bad, but he's not £80 million worth, is he? And if they're already spending that with the owners that they have, and there's Man United fans calling for people yeah, to run the club think... better and win win more, like, get better players, you you already have the resources to do that. I think it's yeah. what needs to change is the um, 
the recruitment for Man United, not not the investors. <laughs> really, I don't think they should change at all because if they've paid 80, 80 million for a player, if they're obviously buying players. I don't know why mm. they're complaining for so much that that it's um that. I mean, they have bought the wrong players, but yeah, but but if, if they for me, who they wanted them to get so if if um you know if the backing does come in from the Middle East. They're all, I mean, a bit like the Saudis are at Newcastle. They're trying to follow the Manchester City model, not of trying to get around the financial fair play rules, but of building an academy and a youth system that develops young players. And if you look, like, obviously Foden coming through and um, Nico, Nico, Rico, 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 Rico Williams, Rico um, Williams. If more clubs are doing that, then that's great for the English game. It's great for the mm. British. And it's better for the fans because you're not having to buy players in from left, right and centre. And you, you, you can sort of really buy into and want to watch homegrown players. So that, I think that's got to be a good thing. And if there's more clubs that are doing that, yeah, it needs investment. And they're all going to be these massive sort of academy things. But it, it's good for the English game, surely. Mm, yeah, it, obviously it's, it's great for the game to evolve and change. But... Yeah. Is. I, I just want to talk about how Man United fans absolutely despise the Glazers. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's, them. it's harsh, but they're obviously spending the money. They're not just they're just annoyed. not spending it right. And obviously it's getting a bit better now, so the the talk about the Glazers out has gone down a little bit. It's quieted a little yeah, bit. I think it, but, but it's still there. People still want them out. Yeah, but I think I think it's a bit weird cause just because the position they're in, they're I, just because their manager. Some, some football fans will be doing. will be fickle, and it'll be are the results going well? Yes, okay, everything's rosy. When they're not, sorry, when they are, there's still going to be a core of Manchester United fans that will not and do not buy into the ownership model that the Glazers have, and it. Some of it will be about the money they take out of the club. Some of it will, a lot of it will be about the mistakes that they've made and the, how they've sort of. And say taken, but they've steered the Manchester United ship from being where they were to where they are now, which is hard to stomach. You know, other clubs won't understand, and, we, and I didn't for a long time, being a Newcastle fan and being under the ownership that we were under. What what are they complaining about? What are they complaining? But it, it, it's almost if you've got loads of money and you flit it away and you don't spend it correctly and you're not you're not concentrating on um, the structure of the club at the same time and how that should be run. You know that's that's as bad as not spending any money at all and getting mm. teams relegated. So I do understand them, but you'll find with every club, every fan base is fickle in the fact that if they're winning games, there's less noise. Mm. When, when they're losing games, that's when the noise ramps up and everybody sort of starts harping on about the uh, the ownership. Um, moving on now, um, I would like to talk about PSG out of the Champions League once again. Now, it's another thing about are is someone better without this one player? Are PSG better without the flashy players, without the best players? Because it seems to me that the PSG model is by the best players and that equals success instantly, but it clearly doesn't. And you can look at other teams around the world and just see that it's working in different ways. Like, it's a bit of a weird example but like Brighton they don't have the best players they have good talent and a good working bond 
Same with Morocco when they uh, got far in the World Cup. Arsenal, they don't have that many flashy players, do they? No, it's how you manage them, I think. There's an argument for having too many um, elite, elite players in one team and maybe no manager can get those to gel properly because there's maybe just an imbalance and you've just gone on you know, the person and who they are rather than the balance that you need in the side because you need balance in the side. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just have the best players yeah. and just play them in their favourites because yeah, it doesn't, that's one of my doesn't always work. And maybe that's what's going on at PSG. Who, who knows? Unless you sort of give that team with those players in it to maybe four or five different elite managers and see what percentage of those managers get them get a tune out of them, then it's, it's difficult to tell. But it does. Seem, it's an easy, it's an easy way to look at it. But you do see that there's not a lot of togetherness on the pitch, from what I gather, and it doesn't seem like they're playing as a team. It's just a team of. I feel like the uh, situation with Mbappe um, is like I think it's a power disparity. I think like the players with the big players have more say than other players, and they kind of like there's they've got brilliant talent at the club like Eketike he's brilliant but he he never gets a start or never gets to play because Mbappe's always there and yeah. but these these rumors about and, Mbappe and, and getting Mbappe's season transfers are ridiculous like that should never be happening at a club and and, and Mbappe uh, also like i think i think when he's uh, when he's injured uh, some of the games i don't think uh, i think when he i think he was injured like a couple I think he was injured uh, for um, against the first game against Bayern. Yeah, and he did come off. And off, he came off, on, finish. but I don't. I don't even think Ekatike. No, I don't think he was. No, but this is my thing. Like, are they are they better off to sell Messi and Neymar? And they won't sell Mbappe now with his new contract. But before he signed his new contract, would they have been better to sell him and almost restart PSG? in an attempt to win the Champions League? Possibly. I think you might need to ask the owners of PSG. They won't do that. What? I mean, if you've got Messi, Mbappe... You're not going to let them... If you've got them sort of players playing for your club, the amount of revenue they bring in just from shirt sales and the amount of people worldwide that know about your club and watch your club because of that. This is the thing about some Middle Eastern and American owners... They see the club as an investment. They don't see it as a community. They don't see it as a football team. They see it as an investment, which is obviously, like, for me, in my opinion, that's absolutely awful. That should never be happening. That's why, although you can question the Saudi... um, okay, the Saudi human rights issues, we don't really want to go down the route, but it is a thing. But the fact that Newcastle is 80% owned by them, obviously, influence and the money coming from that side, but it is 10% owned by... Amanda Staveley and, and uh, her business, and the other ten percent by the Rubin brothers, and they're both they're both British English people um, that completely understand at the moment and buy into that kind of culture and the community around Newcastle United, and every single owner should do that, one hundred percent. But you you still get owners of clubs who are very rich. And are actually fans of the club, and will be local people that have grown up yeah. that don't do the right thing by their clubs, or mm. can't financially, you know. So it's or, or just or just make the wrong decisions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mistakes. Yeah, we, we all make mistakes. Yeah, everyone you know, makes mistakes. Humans.
Yeah. yeah. Who, would uh, you own a football club if you were rich? But, uh, uh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, do you guys have any topics you'd like to talk about? Anything well, you've seen I, online? I'd actually quite like to t- just talk about the Bayern PSG game and, and just for a bit, uh, the one that knocked them out. I think in the first game, I think at home they should do better, I think, because at least get something out of it, because at least get something out of it, because now, and that, and then they've just been put into a terrible position going into going to, um, to Bayern's home stadium, and they just can't do much and um and then I think I think when they went to Bayern I think they they didn't I think it was, looks like quite an equal game with um they had like uh equal shots um uh PSG had more possession PSG had more passes and more pass accuracy yeah and it looked like quite an equal game in the second one uh Chopin Nabri and Nabri scored in the game at um Bayern and um uh Komen scored against uh, PSG, and he actually didn't celebrate because um, he's born in, P- in Paris. Paris. Yeah. Did you see the chance that Vatinha missed after Sommer messed up a bit there? Um, That's the sort of chances you need yeah, to be taking yeah, in the Champions League. It's almost an open yeah, goal. Yeah, I think I think Sommer will be very happy with getting double clean sheet in that because mm. I think. PSG should have scored, and they should do better. Really. Talking about a PSG goalkeeper. Um, Man Yunoi, the situation with him, um, I meant by Munich, sorry. Man <laughs> um, um he's apparently leaving. Do you know? Do you know yeah, why? Yeah, I think it's because like his um, his like goalkeeper like training Coach. person. I think he had him for like his whole career, and he's just left. I mean, no, he yeah, got sacked, he got sacked, I believe. Okay, yeah, so I, I don't know why they sacked him because he'd made Manuel Neuer. When's Neuer's contract <laughs> up? Um, I'm not too sure. He's obviously in the uh, naughty corner, or the, on the mm, naughty yeah. step anyway, isn't he, after yeah. um, the injury that he, he picked up outside of football. This is this is one thing that I don't like about Bayern as a club. Obviously, it's a great club, it's run brilliantly, but it's the way that they almost pick out the best players, the best youngsters from the league, from other teams, and they're always just fed through to Bayern Munich, which it obviously it's quite frustrating for them clubs, but it's just the reality for them now. And it's like summer. Right, so Neuer gets injured. Any other club in the Bundesliga or in the most in the Premier League, they're just going to have to stick with their, with their, you know, their second, second keeper. Bayern Munich go out and buy the second best keeper in the league. Instantly, well, or the best keeper in the league. As soon as they lose their first choice, the best keeper when, in the league when, goes to when them. When did that? When did it happen? Was it? I think. I think it was in January. Yeah, it was in January during the season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but it's obviously that it was. They were lucky enough that it happened then. Is, is yeah. Or prior to January. No, I think it's permanent. But then, if the deal's right for the other club, maybe then you know what was the transfer? Maybe maybe they got a, got in a goalkeeper and they're like, okay, we'll let him. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to I don't know. Yeah, and especially if it's quite a lot of money because goalkeepers are quite cheap. Right. Sometimes. We're going to move on to our game now. Guess who Ooh. we're going to play. Um, I'll go first. Have you guys got your guess who's? I think I've, you kind of sprung this on me with about half an hour before <laughs> you decided we were going to record this. So I've had to kind of fudge it. But yeah, okay. you go first. I'll definitely come on. Um, right. I was about to say the name there. 
Um, I'll give you the first career. I'll give you a bit. I have played under Car Carlo Ancelotti a few times. A few times. Oh, I might already know who this is. Are you going to have a guess, Jacob? Give me a James Rodriguez. There's no way you just got that. It is James Rodriguez. It is James Rodriguez. Wow. What was your second guess? I was going to say, um, I was considered the, the next big thing in 2014 after he scored that. Um... Volley, how did he get that straight what away? Because I knew he played for Everton. Um, I've got to write down my third one. <laughs> I knew what it was, but I've forgotten okay, it. Don't need it. Um, <laughs> Jacob, are you going to go then? Because I, I knew that he, uh, he played for Ancelotti under Everton. I was like, oh, he played yeah. for Real Madrid as well, didn't he? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Ancelotti, Real Madrid. Okay. Well. Um, I have played for a top-flight German team for 17 years. Ooh. 17 years? But I, I have no idea. Yeah. You go first. No, you go first. I'll um, Thomas Muller? That's Muller? what I was going to say. No. Mm. Okay, I'm waiting. Okay, it's clear. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I play for a team that, I, that I've won 20 major trophies in England, and I have won one at the club. Oh, won one. So I think it must be a team a player that's been in Germany for a yeah. while and has recently moved to the Premier League and won a title. Or did you say the team then? No, just no. eight. No, you just. So a German player that's won seventeen titles in Germany. Seventeen titles or major. Are they German? Are they German? Are we allowed to ask questions? Uh, he didn't say they were German, so. Yeah, but they must be. I mean, how many? They probably are. Oh, they don't have to be. They probably. Who? You're trying to throw us off the centre. They probably are. Look, they probably are. No, you're. you're By the you're way, with me. I'm, I'm just going to say in all these quizzes, it doesn't say that he's German. Okay. So. Next clue, next yeah. clue. This is the final, final clue. clue. Okay. Final clue, yeah. I've won three World Cups and have 120 caps, 121 caps for my country. Oh. Three World Cups? Three World Cups? So it must be... No, it can't be. Brazil. You, you must have got that It's Pele is like the only person to win three, three World Cups, not isn't it? No, he's not played in. Wait. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you did you fact check this? Fact checked. So I searched this up. Brazilian, yeah. Is it Brazilian? Come I'll on, say that give us played a long time. Okay, just give us some. Do you want me to give yeah. help, some help? Yes. Yeah, go on then. German. Three times German. The World Cup three he, times. Yeah, they have not they? In their career. In yeah. their career. He's, he played a long time. Yeah, I said he played 17 years for for Bayern Munich. They in the Prem as well. Oh, Schweinsteiger. Yes. Did he win three World Cups? Three World Cups? No way. Fact check. Fact check. According to what? Stewart's inquiry. According to Wikipedia. How? Go on then, you carry it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with mine then. You, you start, yeah. I'll just, mine's obviously not got as many stats and facts as, as yeah. uh, you guys. Cause th okay, so this ex-player is now a manager. Ex-player is now a manager. Okay, oh, there's a lot of That is quite broad, be. yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to, okay, in my first clue then, I will add. Okay. Three World Cups. Mm. Oh. He's because he's look 121 caps. That's Wikipedia, though. You sure it's right? Um, when did they win the World Cup three times? 
2014. I thought they only won it twice in that. Anyway, just poor knowledge. Yeah, okay, look at this player, this ex player is now a manager. And okay. who has played for oh. Manchester City, yeah. Newcastle, oh. okay. and Queen's Park Rangers. Queen's oh, Park I Rangers. know. Do you? I oh, I've forgotten his name. I don't know if they're a manager. Oh, I, I, wait, what? No, keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save mine for I a bit. I don't know this. I'm oh, going to save mine. It was the goalkeeper, but I don't know. I don't know. No, he's not the goalkeeper. Um, this player... Now manager mm. has spent time in prison. Spent time in prison. Wayne Rooney. What? That was a zero ball knowledge there. Okay, this is my original guess. I don't know if it's right now. Les Ferdinand. No. He's played for. Fr- oh no, he didn't play for Man City, did he? Oh, this is difficult. This. Do we know this person? Yes. Okay. Go on. My. <laughs> I thought you might have got it by now, but uh, so my my only third clue that I could think of was this this guy has got quite a lot of intelligence, but he's obviously an absolute raggy. Um, Manages uh, lower. Oh, lowly, I think I know. Lowly. I know. I know. I know. Jerry Barton. Yes. Jerry yes. Barton. Nice. Oh wait, <laughs> I don't know. It says only twenty fourteen. Wait, no, he paid before. Okay. Must be two then. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. Okay. I think we're going to end it there. Um, Thank you for listening or watching the Footycast podcast. Uh, Make sure you check in for more episodes and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.